You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. It's the time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Welcome back to yet another Go Fringe Yourself podcast. As ever, I am not here with my wife, who's usually my co-host on these things, but... She just, you know, is bailing on me like time and time again. I can try to fill in. Okay. All right. Eric, you're my wife now. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> you've been promoted. I'm uh, sorry, Marika. We have, I guess, the cast and crew of Like a Generation, Eric, right. Blue, and Susanna, mm-hmm. uh, joining us here for one of our Go Friend Yourself mini episodes. And you guys are from Toronto. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. does that feel? No, it's <laughs> 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 Torontonians coming to Montreal. I feel it's like you, there, there is, it's a, it's a rough sell. I was I f- told not to wear my Jays hat. Oh, yeah. No, you, you can, you can <laughs> wear your Jays hat. <laughs> Look, the Expos <laughs> went south. I'm sorry. It yeah, wasn't exactly. It's like as long, you c- the only thing that I think that's like a faux pas <laughs> is like a Leafs situation. That is like, totally fair. Like, exactly. I will respect Habs country all the exactly. way. Exactly. I was like, Jays hats, Raptors hats. <laughs> that's like, I was like, you're the only team in the league that like yeah. <laughs> that, that's in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> so like we have to band together here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. It's only when you cross into hockey territory. Yeah. But I think that's true in like almost every Canadian yeah, city. You might, you might just disappear and never be heard from again. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I like to, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you, how, how much you actually follow hockey, but when all the other teams were eliminated and our prime minister was like, let's rally behind Ottawa, like both Montreal and Toronto hockey communities were like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. Not, <laughs> happening, not happening. I hate Ottawa. It's a long story, but like Chris <laughs> Neal's from my hometown. Oh, okay. He's from my high school. It's a, like There's that. something personal here. There is there, something Eric? very yeah. deeply okay. personal. We could do a whole theme piece about that, <laughs> but that's for another fringe by him as a kid. Uh, um, <laughs> so Montreal and Toronto, we can just band together yeah, for we can our band together. Yes. taster for Ottawa. Yeah, hundred percent. Until you guys, I guess, have a show in Ottawa. At which point, Ottawa, we love you. And Ottawa's great. And we embrace you. And the Senators are a great NHL. A wonderful city. Exactly. So, like a generation. Yes. Uh, from mm-hmm. what I've, I've, from what I've read, because I haven't seen it yet, is a. I guess I kind of get the impression of a sort of a Mr. Rogers that's been canceled. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, um, and you have one hour to save the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it, it it follows very much a Mr. Rogers character, a bit more on the cartoony side of yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You have the the character's makeup on. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Rogers didn't. So I already he's got kind of like little Bing bit. Bong from Inside Out. If you've ever seen that. Sort yeah. Of this, this, so uh, the the whole premise of the show was basically like if our sort of childhood shows that taught us, you know, mm-hmm. how special we are and right. how we can make mistakes and it's all okay. If they saw us now, how they would respond and right. what they would think of us and what we would think of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's That's kind t- of this rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you, and you mentioned Inside Out, so I'm already in that headspace. Yeah, it gets like, oh, real. no, I'm ready it's to cry. It's a comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it gets real. <laughs> um, so, so it is sort of this there, – there is some definitely some sadness there, but it mm. is kind of this this contrast of these two worlds of like how much – do we carry over from our past being raised by these TV personas mm-hmm. who have taught us all of these things yeah. and whether they have some value or they don't, um, right. it's not really a, a black and white sort of play of mm-hmm. like childhood is totally irrelevant or, you know, adults are all wrong. It, it's, it's not, it's nothing like that. It's just kind of these, these two different forces bouncing off of each okay. other, sort of our yeah. millennial angst and uh, nonstop positivity and, brightness and happiness at yeah. all costs and, and <laughs> how those two kind of interact. Yeah, I exactly. mean, at its simplest, it's this coming-of-age story for the 21st century. Right. So it's our generation, everything that Blue's already said, coming into that kind of realization, that moment of, okay, now what? Right. Given all this and what we've taken to make up our identities and how we understand and perceive the world around us, I mean, 
we did the show last year at the Toronto Fringe, and coming back into the rehearsals, it's a much different show again this time because the world has changed so much in this, yeah. you know, post-Trump presidential yeah. era. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just worldly um, – <laughs> the politics and the discussion of change. So even like subtle things that weren't there in the last run are creeping in this time. And it's, it's interesting to see how the show continually evolves on that level Mm -hmm. that very much what's happening around us is constantly impacting, which is true to the show and the characters itself. So it's interesting how they kind of feed cyclically constantly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I I think like I do this thing weirdly often where (laughs) I, I, I sort of, Occasionally, I like look around my house, <laughs> and I just I now often think of like what I would think of my home right. at like various ages. Yeah, like yeah. How, like how cool would my house be to like ten year old me or like yeah. twelve yeah. year old me or like fifteen year old me? Like I was like yeah. like just sort of like I try to like envision. I was like, is this would I still be cool with myself? You know, <laughs> yeah. like what I mean? <laughs> or you ask the opposite question where it's like. Have I failed myself from, like, when I was 10 years old looking at where I live now and what I hold on to so dear? Well, I had a a friend who said to me, she's like, you know, whenever you make a big life decision, think about, like, eight-year-old, you know, Suzanne or what would they think? Are you betraying that person? Or is that person going to be, like, super stoked about what you're doing? I want to go play outside. I don't want to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like, I mean, I I always... Uh, the thing that I almost always have like fallen back on <laughs> in, in, like is the fact that I was like as long as I still skateboard I haven't like completely let myself down okay <laughs> and, I was, yeah. like, and I was like my uh, my knees got shot out to the point that I can't like properly skateboard yeah. anymore but I can longboard still I was gonna say like, you can still enjoy the ride exactly yeah. so I, I, I transitioned away from actual skateboarding towards Damn. longboarding because yeah. <laughs> like even just like stomping an ollie hurts my knees now because that's what happens when you age but, yeah, <laughs> true. but the fact that I can still longboard and I was like there's still like i have i have two actually like they're like leaning up on the wall and i'm like okay so like at worst comes to worst yeah like <laughs> little kid me from still basically cool. any right. age cool. can be like oh he still skateboards oh yeah <laughs> he hasn't he might work at a desk job in an office or whatever but he still skateboards you so didn't he sell had, out completely yeah exactly well and so I, cool. I kind of feel yeah. like you know little kid eric and little kid blue and little Susanna yeah. are like you know yeah they have their day jobs but they're still doing that theater yeah thing exactly now. <laughs> you know that's what, what I mean? theater so is to me it is yeah. that yeah it is holding on to that yeah uh, sense of childhood and wonderment and that mm-hmm. endless what if and suspension of disbelief. I mean, I was a kid who, any time I was at anything, I think until I was about ten, I always had a Batman cape with me. Yeah, like, and that's no joke. <laughs> I mean, like, just in case, it's my sister's birthday today, and she sent me a photo like not happy too long birthday, ago. Julie. At, happy birthday, Julie! Happy birthday, Julie! But at her birthday years ago, I'm standing in the background of a family shot, not paying attention to anyone taking a hero pose, looking the opposite direction. <laughs> like that's where, like, I always hope that some part of that is still there. Yeah, exactly. Just that wonderment, yeah. and, like that's what we get to do here. Which and, is, and, like, and yeah, that, that's a, that's a big part of the show is sort of the things that we we retain and where they kind of belong in us now because yeah. um, yeah. you don't want to lose everything you don't yeah, want to exactly. be a cynical broken adult who just <laughs> like i gotta you know get this much money and then i'm gonna retire and then then i'll live my life yeah um and you also don't want to lose that that sense of like you know wonder about the world and yeah. wanting to learn things i think one big thing in the show is that the things that we learn now are these horrible Tragic, tragic yeah. things happening all I mean, the time. We have Twitter telling us what's wrong with the world every day. I, I mean, we all yeah. love we all love to learn. We, we're we're a generation that loves information, and we yeah, love to yeah, just yeah. just see things. And but you know, when you're just constantly exposing yourself to just the worst things that are happening all the time, uh, and you it takes you, a toll. When you and you know, because of like Captain Planet and stuff, we we were taught like we should feel responsible for fixing yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and it's so there's just you. this kind of powerlessness of this like, <clears throat> but I should be 
we should be making the world yeah. better. We yeah, were going to yeah. make it better, and now it's it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we, we we talk about that. I think a lot. Just like obviously my friend groups, and I think it's pretty mm-hmm. yeah. common. I think to anybody who isn't like doesn't have their head stuck up their ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just even poking out a bit. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hang on a second. Yeah. Like, what can I actually do? And I think that you end up in this kind of like negative space all the time where you're like it's yeah. impossible to fix the planet you know like yeah. you're like you're like, yeah. oh, you're like there's so much going on that you need to just like you need to like pick and choose like i had a, I had a really long conversation with uh, a buddy of mine who is dealing with that in like a big way like just yeah. okay. like almost like it's if you're talking to him he's talking about that like he's yeah. like yeah he's like i don't think i'm where i should be i'm in my yep. 30s i like I felt that I could have changed the world when I was a kid, and now I like I can't. And, like, oh well, he should see this plan. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> actually the, one of those. If the, you're feeling existential dread, you seem like a generation. Well, it's, it's funny you just described basically both the characters. Yeah. So, so yeah. one of the characters, Anna, she feels as though she's kind of really wants to change the world, and make things better, and she feels as though she's kind of failed. Yeah. And then you have um, Calvin, who I think believes that things were supposed to be a very certain way. Like yeah. again, that idea of like I'm in my 30s. Why am I not? Yeah, where well, I'm supposed yeah, to it's be. Yeah, the essential question. He, you know, he's just on a very simple. We talk about this in kind of a micro and a macrocosm, where Anna, mm-hmm. Anna's the macro yeah. of the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking it all in. Calvin's the micro, and he feels it on a very at large and at a lot of times at a selfish level, yeah. very selfish. So it's all about like what he needs right now, yeah. that reaffirmation for whatever his purpose and you know object uh, yeah, objectives yeah. are. So it's interesting because yeah, we uh, we all have friends like that right now. I mean, I, yeah, I'm approaching I my thirties. We've all been there. We, well, we, we, will, <laughs> we will continue to be there. Yeah, exactly. well, those are two very lives. very common. I think like anxieties yeah. that our yeah. generation faces is is like personally, I'm not where I want to be, and also. The um, not in the doing bigger great. way, in a bigger way, I'm <laughs> yeah. not making the change I want to see, yeah, which exactly. I think is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these two characters, they both kind of had their their um, genesis uh, with Mr. Flowers as yeah. children. So yeah. it's yeah. interesting to see, you know, what media you take in. This play does examine like the media you take in as children, how mm-hmm. it gets kind of extrapolated into sort of two different paths, and how yeah. it means two different things, two different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's huge. Like it's like it's a very it's, very yeah taking it's all these a, it's large a very, it's ideas, a very big right? thing to kind of take in. And I mean, like I obviously I don't know where the play kind of like heads, but I mean, if you're sort of like oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the solution of what you guys or whatever you guys there is a there is a kind of solution. Yeah, yeah. well, but I mean exactly. But what I what I kind of like uh, what I've discovered in my life, and then I sort of like I've put out to to my buddies. I was like yeah. I was like listen, I was like the odds of like achieving greatness of being like an Elon Musk or like whatever is like you have a better chance of winning the lottery like oh, yeah. even if you devote your entire life to a thing that is mm-hmm. going to change the world for the good you're yeah. probably not going to succeed uh, well, like, but also the things that that you need to dedicate your, if you want to change something like yeah. you really are like i see a world that i i don't like yeah it's it's so specific like my sister is a, a zoologist yeah. who focuses on cheetahs so she's there to help cheetahs yeah that's yeah, her yeah. whole job and in someone life. needs to do that but you know, she's like, been doing that for over a decade yeah and she's still like fighting for grants barely has any money yeah, exactly and she has like a phd and she has to go do this grueling work where you analyze poop yeah and and like <laughs> the, the work it takes to actually try to really affect change on yeah, something it's, it, it's specific and it's tiny and it's just going to take your whole life to do you're not going to and, be able and to there's do no guarantee you're going to have that breakthrough that yeah, you want, you know, exactly. like you're like you're you're probably effectuating some good. You're gonna no, help no a doubt. little bit here. Yeah, and there, exactly. But, yeah. So you're, you might not have that like that moment of 
breakthrough. Well, you're not going to be Bill Gates where yeah. you can just drop $3 billion well, and, and I be think like, well, I'm going to fix this. But yeah, I will yeah. always counter with like, I, and it's, it's a line in the show, but like we have to try. I think that's <laughs> yeah. my own personal well, I, think, I think one of the things that the show, like one you were talking about yeah. what it kind of culminates to, and I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. I do think that there is an emphasis on appreciating like smaller victories yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. like affecting change um you sometimes need to be satisfied with like a change that you affect right in front of you yeah, directly exactly. and not okay i didn't solve climate change single-handedly <laughs> which you know wait, we, we all believe we can oh, wait, yeah what's wait, wrong with you, you didn't i didn't i know uh, back to the drawing board <laughs> exactly but if i can make like you know even personally a small change or if i you know convinced my pig-headed friend to finally start recycling like yeah exactly you know yeah no and i think that's something what you need to i mean like that's like a big part of growing up is mm-hmm. to like Try and like to not be an asshole and be good. Like try and not be right? an asshole. Try to not be an asshole. Well, like, yeah, like, really? like, exactly. Like, start at not being an asshole and then just like wake up and try to be good. Cynicism yeah. is easy. Yeah. Like that, it's yeah. really yeah. easy to be negative and a pessimistic person. But like hope and love and these things that like we do talk about and we do deconstruct in the mm-hmm. show, I think they are important. I mean, they're important every day moving forward, especially in the world we're kind of facing. So yeah. how do we deal with that? And that's. That's that constant uh, juggling act that we yeah. all do. Like bigger, larger things, smaller things in our lives are all important. Yeah, and the other thing I, that when I was reading the reading your the, the synopsis of what you guys mm-hmm. are doing, like I said, it, it is like two grown up fans yep. of the show who I guess are kind of like coming back to mm-hmm. back yeah. to it, which is like also something that uh, someone was telling me this the other day that like we're among the first generation who have the ability to go back and watch the media of our yep. youth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so <laughs> readily, too. Absolutely. Which is not, like, a thing that you think about all the time, but you're like, oh, yeah, like, it's like our parents or whatever, like, the, the shows that were on when they were kids, they had, like, were gone. They were just gone. You had like, it. Like, yeah. they, they, were, they were either still on because they were Mr. Rogers and they were, yeah. like, have, were around for, like, 50 years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or they were just gone and they, like, did no. not exist on tape and they didn't exist, exactly. like... Well, well, well even, even look more recently, just pop culturally, Adam West, just yeah. the other day, like, People are outpouring. Like I was talking to some friends about it. Parents. I mean, this symbol from almost fifty odd years ago yeah. is still relevant today, and that's only because pop culture has deemed him so. But there have been a lot of things that have slid through. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but it is I this mean, connective point. Yeah, and our, our access and our ability to be able to just to just I don't know, uh, uh, you know, laser rounded nostalgia is very easy. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we have we have immediate access to anything we yeah, want. Yeah, like you mentioned Captain media. Planet. You can go back and watch well, any of Captain Planet. No problem. Like, oh, I remember that, and I feel yeah, so yeah. good. And and I mean, there is a there is a big element of sort of this constant lock into nostalgia because, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's harder for us to find meaning in our day to day. So we look back at a time mm-hmm. when. With our be like nostalgia tinted glasses, <laughs> like, we're like, "Oh, it was so perfect back then." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, even though, you know, like as a child, I'm sure your brain was just going a mile a minute, being like, "What's that? <laughs> what I am I doing? I don't understand." Yeah. It, yeah. You know? I also yeah. feel like we're in that kind of first phase of really uh, commodifying and putting nostalgia back into our lives in such a heavy way. I mean, yeah. what's happened the last few years between like. Star Wars coming back, Netflix giving us series of the past, like all these things that we can hold on to, Power which like you were saying, back. Power Rangers <laughs> back, yeah, everything, everything, like everything is back. So like we, it's, we're not really getting away from it so much as we are desperately, I feel, holding on to certain yeah. things where yeah. our parents, you know, from a, I was going to yeah, say, you're wearing a t-shirt from a Star Trek episode, yeah. like <laughs> it happened way before I was, was going to say, it's awesome. Yeah. But this is the thing, right? Like yeah. we are still holding on to these things, but our parents, uh, you know, being baby boomers for the most part. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is that? And how's that going to impact us moving forward? And I mean, the show gets into all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, it's interesting to constantly go through this uh, this process again and again and re-examine this because it seems to be coming 
I don't know, everywhere now. It's just like it's <laughs> all out there for us to grab onto and try to navigate and right. put back on a shelf and then rearrange it another day. So, yeah. so, so uh, I guess to summarize, I guess mm-hmm. what we're kind of talking about, I guess is I feel like we're talking about mostly the show or at least the themes of the show. Kind yeah, of, well. <laughs> this is the show. The show gets it is on a stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I feel like we're and so just like to kind of I guess like wrap up everything yeah. that we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. this show seems to encapsulate, I guess, like your lost childhood and you're like looking back to like what meant to be a child and i guess mm-hmm. or what parts of being a child made you as I, a person I, I would say <laughs> that it's very root it's about um what we do to find happiness right. and mm-hmm. that you know um childhood is part of that mm-hmm. being happy as a child that's sort of what the mr flowers character is um but you know millennials have found their own kind of adult happiness mm-hmm. as well and it's just kind of how do you navigate your day-to-day life as a 20-something these days and mm-hmm. how do you grow up and how do you find that meaning that we all right. crave. Um, and on a really in a even more simple thing, it is just a show with a clown and some angsty millennials and, <laughs> and then chaos ensues. Yes. Right. But uh, all that is buried in it. Yeah, <laughs> all, all these themes are layered in and, and you know, when you write something, you're like, oh, it's so, so big. But really it is just, it's a comedy <laughs> about uh, about Mr. Rogers as a clown character meeting his two fans and yeah. then all of the disagreements and weirdness that happens exactly. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. No, I, I don't want to, I guess, like, get into the details of, like, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, yes, I feel like, I think we, we might have made it sound a lot more serious than the whole thing. No, it's a comedy. <laughs> I promise no, it's a comedy. everyone. It's, it's, it's a comedy. It's one of these comedies that's really, really, really funny until, like, the last minute, and then it's kind of not. <laughs> yeah. Might make you cry a little. Maybe. But, I mean, uh, depends on how emotional a person you are. But I think it's, I think it's, it's primarily, like, taking a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt too um, like some of these yeah. anxieties that we have as millennials that we take very seriously yeah, yeah, yeah. like we do poke fun at that a little bit and <laughs> lovingly lot, yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. lovingly, lovingly but, but there's it. definitely those how many things. likes did you get not enough not exactly. enough I'm glad <laughs> I think there's a, there's yeah. a I'm trying to think of like my character has some, some really good lines that kind of makes makes fun of this kind of like slacktivism mm. sort of the starry eyed idealist you know yeah um but again, but with all the love in the world. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's just one of those fun pieces that you really want to, you know, get an audience to see. And it's not about, you know, it's not about us trying to pitch the show, like the show and sell tickets. It's literally you get people in the seats. There's constantly a conversation about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then weeks afterwards, I mean, our friends and family who have seen the show in Toronto already several times over the years. It, like one of our friends came out and saw it uh, here yesterday. And she's like, I've seen the show three times. And she's like, every time. She's like, I forget that I've seen this show because it just re-triggers all yeah. these questions. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, that's just awesome. And, like, that's <clears throat> what I think we all hope the show does is oh. that you come in, you have a conversation with us, and we can kind of keep on going and have a beer afterwards and talk about it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, I guess two questions. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one would be to give me your uh, your 30-second Fringe Park pitch. So a quick sell on the show, because we just did a, a long sell on a the long show. A long sell. <laughs> so what's your quick sell who on the show? Who wants to do the quick sell? A long sell. essay on the show. 30-second yeah, yeah, yeah. um, pitch. Who wants to take ooh, it? Ooh, 30 seconds. Okay, I guess I'll do it. All right. Hit it. Air drop. Okay. Do you want uh, some synopses? <laughs> do you want to read our, um, our <laughs> cue cards? I, I feel like I, I, <laughs> kind, of, f- I kind of want to wing it. Just freewheel it? Exactly. Uh, it's okay. going to be on the fly, if you imagine. Okay. Like, okay. We're just sitting there. We have like some beers, whatever. And you're like, oh, come to my show. And I'm like, what's your show? Okay, well, this show is... Dazzle me. Is... Dazzling. Um, <laughs> no, I said dazzle me, but dazzle so, me too. <laughs> um, so basically, it's a show about a loving childhood TV show host character like Mr. Rogers uh, bringing his fans back on for the first time after 20 years. And then 
the childhood idealism of our past and our cynical present bounces off each other for comedic effect. Um, <laughs> it's basically Pixar on stage. Uh, if you're a big fan of some, you know, heart-tugging childhood moments, I'd really suggest you come out because uh, it'll make you laugh and cry. Sweet. Sounds good. <laughs> and then I guess my last question, we'll just if you guys want to look, if you know what your dates are. Yeah. Uh, the last question before I ask you what your last <coughs> dates are, uh, are there any other shows you want to plug while you're here? I mean, obviously, go check out Like a Generation. That's a I given. Mean, that's but then given, is there anything else you want to give a shout out to? You could say no. I mean, You'd be like, no. Like a Generation. <laughs> like a Generation. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, but uh, there's another Toronto company here, uh, Orson Welles uh, and Shylock. And Shylock, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were in French with us last year. Uh, Toronto. Wonderful yeah, people. Really, really nice. Uh, and who else? Uh, Memento Mori. Mm-hmm. Uh, we that, like. I'm trying to think of our top hit, our, our hit list. Memento Mori, Orson Welles. Uh, oh, the one. The Merkin Sisters. The Merkin Sisters. There yep. you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. We did see fishing. We saw they fishing were fantastic. As well. they were uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, um, met Brittany and Jesse here, but really fun, like charming piece. Also happening in the Montreal Improv Theater uh, in the same space as us. Mm-hmm. And then I want to keep looking through the program. Okay. And then there's, uh, <laughs> like, th- there's one more with with a, with a skinhead and a Jewish uh, lawyer that, I really, that yes. I really want to see as well. Really interesting. Really um, I, we yeah, uh, Tilia was just on the, the previous episode. Oh, and awesome. she oh said it was gut wrenching. She said like, yeah, she sounds. Yeah. And she was like, excellent. She's like, get ready to like wear a cozy shirt because <laughs> you're gonna oh. do sort of like you just you can like curl into as you watch it. Yeah, yeah, Cherry Docs is definitely. I want to shout out to that, and I'm definitely gonna go check it out. Be ready with some. And be ready to just be a little bit just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this episode comes out on June the 13th, which is Excellent. a Tuesday. So what shows do you guys have left? You said you're at Montreal we Improv have, Space A or B. Yeah, we're at the we're, we're at in B. Montreal in A. Yeah. A. Correct. Okay. Um, so our next show is going to be on June 14th at 6:15 p.m., which okay. is also my birthday. So you should come Sweet. out and wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> um, and I'll buy you a beer. Uh, June well, 6th. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not, a beer. That's not how that works. You might That's end up nice. buying a bunch of beer. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, I'll go drink. That's my point. That is uh, June promise. 16th is our show after that um, at 11.45 p.m. And then June 17th at 9.30 p.m. Sweet. And we close out this festival. And we're going to close. That's, and that's it. Awesome. Um, Do you guys, uh, I mean, just are you guys taking the show anywhere else after this? Do you have summer plans for the show? <coughs> we have some stuff we want to look at back home because uh, yeah. we've been doing the show now for four and a half years. Very like, long this is time. the third iteration of it, but it started all the way back in like 2012, 2013 as mm-hmm. an idea, collective creation and snowballed through different iterations to the one that we have now. Okay. So I think we love it and it's great. Oh, we yeah. want to keep touring it, but I know we're all jumping and biting to time. I think we're really excited to tackle like a new project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be like, so we'll keep doing this and people keep inviting us. I'm we're not so going to start putting on the clown face every day. Yeah. <laughs> Blue, <laughs> Blue's face needs a rest. So. I'm also <laughs> terrified of clowns, so I'd have to act yeah. Again, like it's gut wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming out, guys. No, thank oh, you. Thanks. It's our pleasure. Awesome. <laughs> Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone.
9to5.cc We're not working, why should you?